right, friends, you know how much we love you, but you've been letting us down a little bit lately, and you've been letting down our friends at Strava Craft Coffee, but they're taking the onus on themselves. They said, maybe you guys need a better code. So they're giving you 25% off now, not just 20% off. They're giving you 25% off at Strava Coffee when you use the code DNVR25. Make sure you check this stuff out. It's CBD-infused coffee, uh, and it's, a lot of people have said it's really helped change their life. Whether you have chronic headaches or joint pain, uh, having that daily dose of CBD that comes in your Strava Craft Coffee can really be beneficial for you. So make sure you check them out. Make sure you use that code DNVR25 to get 25% off, and then after that, you're going to decide that you want this stuff sent to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks. You can actually subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee. They'll deal with it. You'll never have to worry about running out of coffee, and they'll give you 20% off every single time after that if you subscribe. So check out Strava Craft Coffee. Happy Friday. Welcome into Three Ring Circus. RK Zach Mace here. And of course, it's Friday, so we got an awesome guest. But unfortunately, another week, <laughs> another no Hawaiian shirt from the guest. It's Michael Spencer. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Uh, first of all, appreciate you guys having me on. Second of all, I'm sorry. As I was driving in, in the car today, I was like, oh, man, I forgot the uniform. I was like, oh, no, I totally forgot they're going to kill me on it. So, my bad. I apologize. I have an excuse, but you know. Not worth it. And you, uh, you know, bad. you go, you go plain black shirt. That's just a slap in the face exactly, on top of it. Right? Like it's totally opposite of what you guys are going for. So, uh, so I'm sorry. Hopefully, I can make up for it with the attitude and the energy today. Uh, my apologies. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. We're waiting for just the day where someone because we don't want to tell anyone. We just wanted to yeah. happen naturally. You were so close. Yeah. You knew. I, don't, I don't even know if I have anything in my closet that would compare <laughs> to what you guys bring to the show. Um, but maybe next time. Maybe James next Palmer time. like ran off set and was like, I think I got one. And then he came back. And he's like, I don't. I don't <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, jump in here. Of course, this show and all of our shows presented by MSU Denver online. Check them out. MSU Denver edu slash online they've got 750 total classes 45 plus online and hybrid programs and they are the single best place you can go if you're looking to further your education while working a full-time job msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other colorado institutions check it out msu denver.edu slash online my boys so pumped to be doing this and again michael thanks for joining us and you know your hair's looking pretty good today michael so we thought we'd Play a hair game. Let's do it. I want to I wanna see how well you know people's hair out there. So let's play whose hair is this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to show you some people's hair. Just their hair, not their face. you got to guess who it is. And these are just, I mean, it could be anybody? In the sports world. In okay. the Broncos world. In the Broncos kind world. Kind of. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen these either, so I'll be guessing along with you. So let's pull the first one up, and then that'll spark some conversation as well. Okay, so oh. who could this be? I don't know what's going on here. It looks like somebody's in the car. A yeah, top knot. Right? yeah. It looks like a little selfie like, in is the this car. From like a Bronco zoom. Oh, the top knot. Yeah, what? It, a top knot? Is that what we call it? Yeah, that's okay. what that's called. I mean, it has another name too. But if I say that, it'll get yeah, away. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, the belly's not big enough. My first thought was yeah. like maybe Quinn Myers, mm. but the belly's not big enough for right. Quinn Myers. Right. Um. Ooh. Yeah, is this is this Aaron Rodgers? Oh, oh yeah, you got there it. There we go. Nailed yes. It. All right. All right. <laughs> I was gonna is, say from that angle, the body doesn't really look like a football. Is player. that no. a t- and also, I mean, it's weird. Like, 
is that that is definitely a top knot, right? It's not a uh, it's a not, man bun. No, or the uh, the top of the seat belt. Thing. No, no, he's no, rocking yeah. that's the hair. He's that's rocking the, the man bun. Hawaii air yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> tropical Friday, he got the memo. <laughs> he's living Tropical Friday yeah. right now. <laughs> Seriously, he's tropical every day. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that look from Aaron Rodgers? I don't think it's the best look that Aaron has ever pulled off, but you know what? Like, given the videos that we've seen, mm-hmm. how he's hanging out with Miles Teller, mm-hmm. got his fiance in Hawaii, I think we're all jealous of, of A-Rod and the life that he's living right now. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Do you think he's going to be living the life in Denver? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I would say it's like 60-40 is kind of what, what I'm feeling 60, right 60-40, yes? 60-40, yes. I, I told That's, someone that exact yeah. same uh, percentage last I, night. Yeah. I, we're all kind of in the range. I, I said 65-35, but okay. I think we're all kind of right the there. I yeah. can't believe He's I'm the a pessimist. Debbie Downer. Yeah. I'm like maybe 40-60. Really? Yeah. Oh, See, here's here's the thing about being 40-60 is there's so many things that have to come into play, right? Mm. And it's not like Aaron can just decide I'm going to go play for Denver. Yep. Because if that were the case, I think he would absolutely, you know, right. up mm. those odds. Yep. But I, I, I do agree there's a lot at play, but I'm still trying mm. to be cautiously optimistic. Maybe it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just – like you said, there's so many things at play. Um, I I think it's like a maybe like a scorned lover thing where I'm just like I think that it's going to turn out that Aaron Rodgers is just using the Broncos the oh, whole time. Well, like, no. And to oh. that point, like how many times have we been through this, right? And like with how many different quarterbacks? Yeah. Every time there's a quarterback that might be on the move, <laughs> he might come to Denver, <laughs> yeah. you know. Right, and so right. yeah, absolutely, yeah. scorned lover. Like how many times are you going to just? break my heart and make yep. me believe and then just shatter it. Yep. And so. I, I think it was a couple of days ago, Ian Rappaport was on uh, Pat McAfee show and he said that he still thinks that things can get worked out. And I'm like, Oh no, yeah. if there's still <laughs> some hope, then it, it is hard to buy into it. I mean, it, a couple weeks ago I was at 80% that he was going to be a Bronco because I believe if the Packers trade him, I think he's going to Denver. Then I think it's like 100%. But, but that's a big if. And that's the if right there because we saw that report yesterday from Pro Football Talk that says the Packers could dig in here. Now, they could dig in and then – and I don't think it's happening like on June, on June 2nd. I think everyone's been excited. Oh, oh, that's when it could happen. I think that's the start of the window. Yeah. But Green Bay, it's an interesting organization, as you guys know, because they don't have an owner. They have a board of directors. And is it possible that – they they dig in, but then step back and be like, okay, what can we get from him? Is this doing anybody any favors to let this to to let this continue? I would actually say, if it happens, it's it's going to happen closer to training camp. Now that's mm. that's what my that's what my guess would be. I, I totally agree with that, Mace, because I don't think the the Packers are going to sit there and be like, okay. June 1st, boom, let's right. trade him, right? right? Like, they're going to try and resolve this thing because that's yeah. in their best interest. But yeah, they've now had here. a month to try. You know, how many times – and we were like – you know, I was doing the old relationship thing the other day. I'm like, how many times after a girl tells you she wants to break up with you and you text <laughs> her and say, like, I love you, come back, and she just responds, like, F you – how many times can you do that before you just give up? When that girl's Aaron Rodgers, you just keep doing it. That's what I said when she's a 10. <laughs> the consequences are so dire. Like, because it's Jordan Love, it's Blake Clearly Bortles, Clark Bankert. Yeah, it's, yeah that, that is um, a big part of this, too. Like, I have a feeling someone behind the scenes is saying, like, yo, yo, Jordan Love is not oh, it. Yeah. Like, we got to get this figured out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the public thing is, like, he's not ready it right. really means he can't play. Right. And, and, and we don't think he can ever play. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, Green Bay as an organization, they're playing the PR game to get 
their fans against Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We saw a few weeks ago, of course, he got booed at that game up in Appleton. But this thing could turn over time. Green Bay fans are mad right now, but if they, but if Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Packer and Jordan Love busts and they're stumbling through the quarterback wilderness, Green Bay fans won't be mad at Aaron Rodgers anymore. They'll be mad at Brian Gutekunst. For sure, and... Green Bay fans have the same thing that Denver fans have, which yeah. is like the superiority complex when it comes to <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. They went straight from Brett Favre to, or, yeah, straight from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and like yep. Jordan Love has no chance, like to live, up, to live to up to those to, to yeah. those expectations. <laughs> so even if he ends up being, you know, he could end up being their Jake Plummer. Yeah, and mm. it's not going to be good enough. Right, Kirk, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so it's a really interesting situation, and I think. I think there's a decent chance he gets traded. I think he's all of everything he's saying is real. Like I, I do feel that way, but I'm just emotionally, <laughs> emotionally protected. What did you make of the wedding crashers reference that he made? What was that? He made a reference to the opening scene of wedding crashers where literally it's Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn and they're mediating a, a divorce and the whole fa- and it, it, they come to an impasse over airline miles. And you know, he, he cited that. But when he put when he put that out there, that was the thing that kind of made me say, whoa, because that whole thing, like the whole crux of that scene is that is the, you know, is Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn convincing this couple. Hey, you guys had your good times Mm -hmm. together. You had your wedding. That was fun. Right. But now let's just move on. Let's just move on. Mm. Isn't it wild how we read into that? Yes. <laughs> like, and I think there's absolutely something to that. And like Aaron's smart enough and loves mm-hmm. to play the game. He does. And loves to do this to people that were doing that. Like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, that never would have happened. Right? right. And like, mm-hmm. it's so nuts that we're sitting here talking about, well, what do you think Aaron Rodgers is tweeting? <laughs> you know? like, what do you think that reference meant? Yeah. Like, I just think that's nuts. And I love that Aaron is kind of like playing along with all of oh, this yeah. because it, he, I feel like you got nothing to lose, right? Like if you're Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, you might as well enjoy this process as much as you can. And he is the type of dude that is like, kind of naughty enough if you will like to absolutely enjoy this yeah um i just think that's wild and i I do think there's something to that makes well i I just love that he's having fun with this because i feel like that's what i would do if i was in that position like make the little references i would tweet like super ambiguous things just to get everyone stirred up and for him someone that's never been a free agent he's never got to play Mm -hmm. a game this is his time to play a game yeah he's the biggest story in the nfl right now yeah in a year that tom brady won title number seven the biggest story of the NFL offseason is Aaron Rodgers. I think on some level he absolutely loves this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. So Tom mm-hmm. Brady went to a new team last year, won a Super Bowl. If the Broncos do get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, are we talking about a similar thing here, Michael? I mean, how good is this team this year? How good is this team this year with Aaron Rodgers? Yep. I think they could be really good. Um, you know, and I, I, I tend to lean toward Ryan's perspective on this too because I feel like the last several years – Broncos country at this point in the season has been like, oh man, this team could be really good on paper, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's another 5-11 and 11 season yeah. and 6-10. and 10. Um, But I think that, that with this defense, the way it's constructed, with the young offensive talent that they have, if they get Aaron Rodgers, they are absolutely going to be in the conversation to be at play to win the AFC. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean right he's there that type of talent, yeah. right? And, and that seems to be the biggest question for this team over the last several years has always been the quarterback play. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and if everybody stays healthy on defense and if the young guys continue to progress on offense, like you feel like they are going to progress and continue to make those next steps, and you add Aaron Rodgers to that mix, 
Absolutely, they're competing. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And All right. I will say this year is a little bit different because a lot of the national media is saying the same things about the Broncos. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not just the people in the inner circle because I'm always kind of uh, scarred from the like when I was growing up, the Rockies. They they always had like this next guy coming, you know, and it was like Ian Stewart is coming. Oh. He's amazing. Oh. Just wait, and like then he would come and just suck. And I was like, oh, so like maybe it you can't get the perspective from inside, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think like the question, like the Ian Stewart is like Draymond Jones is like, is he actually good? Right. Do we just think he's good because he's young and he made some plays? Mm, yeah. I think nationally this year though, people are saying like, okay, this Broncos defense is really going to be good. Right. If they stay healthy. Right. If, but if, but if that's the case, why do we see all these power rankings that haven't been 25 and 26 because of their quarterback exactly yeah, yeah exactly it's a yeah. great it's a great unknown yeah, yeah. you know it, and that's what is. keeps them from being up there i totally yep. agree exactly well we may have more quarterback talk in here let's see yes. some more hair though coming in oh oh that's, that's, easy. <laughs> that's easy. it's not the hair that's the giveaway yeah. it's the shirt yeah he loves the quarter zip he, yeah that is over a button down that's his thing he also has this shirt that kind of looks like that one, the like plaid one, but it's blue and orange. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wears it three yep. days a week. <laughs> I think so. He's always rocking the blue and orange. So Peyton, working out with Drew Locke, or not working out, but uh, breaking down some film with Drew. How big of a deal is it? You know what I love most about this is the people on Twitter who were upset when they found out that it wasn't like they went on a two-week-long vacation right. together. Yeah. You know, like anytime with Peyton Manning, if you're Drew Locke, is positive time, right? right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes, if it's four hours, if it's eight hours, whatever. I think that's big, and it's not necessarily like what is gained in those those eight hours or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It's, it's what Drew does with that, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And... I mean, look, nobody's going to be Peyton Manning, right? And that's that's an unfair expectation if that's what Broncos country is expecting. But for Drew to go in and sit down with Peyton and say, hey, look, have Peyton tell him, hey, this is, this is what you need to be looking for. This is how you need to be watching film. This is how I did it. And then if Drew can take that and utilize it right. and put it into his regime and in his routine, then that's what you need, right? That's what you're looking for out of all these meetings. So... Again, I think any time spent for Drew Locke with Peyton Manning is positive time and is only going to make him better. Yeah, the uh, metaphor I used the other day was like, if you got 10 hours of lessons with the best golf coach in the world, you would come out a much better golf. And the, and the rest of it is on you, right? Yes. Like, yeah. hey, this is your swing. Now you got to go put that into practice. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's real easy when you get out to the course and you get on the first tee and you have the jitters to just go back to what you know because he was yeah. like, you need to lift your left shoulder a little bit and turn the hand over and you're standing there. You're like, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah. But you got to do it. you got to make it comfortable. And I think that's the same thing for Drew Locke. Like, I'm sure it feels weird for him. I know this is, this is the one thing we can be sure that – he took away from that to be standing at the line with his feet, you know, um, neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that feels weird. But, you know, if Peyton Manning is telling you this will make a difference for you, you got to make it you feel normal. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the, the question is, do you still have that? It has to become habit. And that's what it's about right now to where, you know, it's easy to do it when it's seven on seven. But then is it habit to where he gets to the preseason games? gets out there the, the live bullets right. so to speak are flying and he and he does that while he's trying to read the defense while he's trying to diagnose their intent i think that may be part of reason why guys vic fangio is saying this 
probably will come down to the preseason games, mm-hmm. not what happens on the practice. Field. And and to go back to that point, like if that is the case, and if he goes back to those habits, then it's on Drew to recognize as he's watching film from those preseason games. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, look, my feet are off. Right, they're not mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. Remember, I talked with Peyton about this in the off season. Right. I've got to go and correct this. Right. Drew has to make the most of that time with Peyton, and now it's on Drew to do that. Because Peyton may not be there watching. He may not be watching Minnesota Broncos preseason game number one. I bet you. Why would he miss that? <laughs> he, he, he might be. He might be playing golf in Switzerland or right. something like that. You know. It's true, but yeah. I bet he's watching. He may be playing virtual golf in a box at the game. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Do we have that now? Um. I know they have it in San Francisco because I got to if do Peyton it. If Peyton wants yeah. it, Peyton right. will get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> in his own. All right, let's see some more hair. Next one that's coming up. Oh. Oh. Mm. Uh, I think uh, gray, this is, gray this hair. This is Bronco related. Doesn't look like a player. I can no, give you that No, no. Um, uh, like a, obviously a reporter, some TV yep. vibes yep. here. On the right path. Yeah, this is a tough one. Ooh, yeah. Tough. Why am I struggling with this? You can kind of think a little more recent in the news this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. In the news this week. The, the background might be a little hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that? Um, well, see, that's. A, Yo, what is that background? I can't even tell. It's You're a, trying to it's throw a studio off. of studio. some sort. Yep, right. yep, yep. Why am I struggling with this? Help me out. I'm calling an audible. A lot of salt with that pepper. Yeah. He talked with Aaron Rodgers this week. Oh, Kenny Bang. Yeah. <laughs> there Come we on. go. <laughs> nice. How was the background supposed to help me? Arcade? I don't know. It, just looks, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it looks sports center. Yeah. Um, again, that looks like young Kenny Mayne. When was this photo taken? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, pre-retired Kenny yeah, Mayne. Right. Um, what, I mean, what do you think? It, what what tea leaves did you read from uh, that interview? Not much. I mean, really, I I, I wasted my time when yep. I could have been watching a playoff game. Kind of what I felt, yeah. um, which was kind of what I expected, right? Yeah. And and I mean, to be fair, Aaron knew what he was doing going into that interview. And he also knew that he wanted to turn everything around on on Kenny Mayne. Um, So I didn't take much from that interview, really, because it kind of felt like this was was Aaron knowing that he was going to be asked those questions and then doing his best to dodge those questions and (laughs) and turn it around and make it about Kenny. In typical Kenny Mayne fashion, I thought he he killed it. Right. Like that was the best part of uh, of the interview. So. Um, I didn't take too much from that. Interview. Yeah, and I think that's that's fair. All right, some. I, mo- oh, I will take something. No. I took I t- something, oh. which was just when he asked, "Are you demanding a trade?" Aaron basically said yes, without saying yes. That was the yeah. one comment, right? The comments about the organization. Yeah, and and there was clearly some. It, clearly, they're not on the same page right mm-hmm. now, and there was clearly some animosity on Aaron's part toward the organization. You're Saying right. that he loved everybody but management. Yes, loved his teammates, loved the coaches, loved the fans, and then, like I mentioned earlier, that wedding crashers thing—that was kind of the—that was kind of the breadcrumb that made me think this. Ooh, he put that out there for a reason. Rogers, he's very calculated in, what, in how yeah. he does these things. All quarterbacks are. All yeah. good quarterbacks are. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a guy who's a seasoned vet. He's been asked a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. He knew that one was coming. And you're right, Mace. I mean, the fact that he didn't mention management when he's talking about, I love, mm-hmm. I love Jordan Love. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't the pick. And then he's going on about how the organization and, and things in the organization are bigger than they appear. You know, I, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. There was some, 
some reading of the tea leaves that could have been done there. Here's the thing, though, Ryan. It's it's not going to be enough for him to dance around. Do you want to trade? That's what you keep and, saying. And it's mm-hmm. going to come down to if he wants to be traded, I think he's going to have to make it ugly, and it's going to have to be public. Uh, or maybe it just waits until August or yeah. September. I just don't think that he's going to get traded before a crucial time if he doesn't come out and really force the Packers' hand. But then when he does that, it will turn a lot of Packers fans against him. So that's why he doesn't want to do it. But I just don't see this thing happening without that. I have no idea. I really don't. I feel like it can happen without that. And I also feel very strongly that he will not do that. To go back to Mason. Even Deshaun Watson didn't do it. And he's not traded. I know. Obviously, yeah. other mm-hmm. things got in yeah, the way. Yeah, they're, yeah. But there's, yeah, <laughs> there's more contentious. But it's not yeah. like he was on his way out. It's not like there was a trade in place right before for Deshaun. No, no. To go back to Mace's point on the PR battle, I think if Aaron comes out and requests a trade, then he automatically loses the PR battle. Yep. Right. You yeah. know, and I think that's part of this too, part of these mind games that he's playing mm-hmm. because I think he's aware enough to know that he doesn't want to turn into the bad guy. And he knows what that looks like in Green Bay specifically yep. because he was there back in 09 when Favre came back as a Viking. And, I mean, he was persona non grata mm-hmm. in Wisconsin for – a few years after that until eventually everything fade now they fade now they love brett Favre again but for a while Favre was public enemy number one up there well you look at the nolan trade yeah. and you know i i was actually i feel like more than most people saying from most of the during most of it like both sides here i think are wrong because i thought nolan handled it really poorly but the t- the, the part that made me the most mad as a fan was when he got there and there was the quote that came out from one of the Cardinals, which was like, yeah, you know, he's been talking about trying to come yeah, here for two right. years. And right. I, like, that's when I, that's when he lost me a hundred percent. And I thought the Rockies did a terrible job during that whole thing of making Nolan the bad guy. I thought they could have done a better job of planting the seeds of, Hey, this is on Nolan. Nolan really wants out. We've done everything that we can. Right. And then mm. when you trade him and send $50 million to the Cardinals, <laughs> you already lose that battle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought they could have done a better job of, of preempting that from a PR front. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. And uh, as we know, Jeff Braddich is not exactly a PR master. No, he's not. Or a brain surgeon. <laughs> he's the smartest no. guy in the room, but yeah. he's not a PR master. <laughs> All right, Kale, let's get to some more hair here. Got a few more left. Let's see if Michael can nail this Oh, one. that's Shafter. Ah, easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> We've all seen that face too many times. Oh, yeah. I need the background on that one. <laughs> and you know what? The, the hair, it's the same quality as it was like 17 years ago. Back when he was that's, here? Yeah. yeah. That's what's incredible. Yeah. The guy doesn't age. Good so, on Adam. I'm jealous. Yeah. So Adam <laughs> broke the Teddy Bridgewater trade. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What do you think of Teddy? What do you think of this quarterback competition? I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it evolves and whether or not they really go 50-50 and whether or not they really let it be a plain slate coming in. Because I think in the past, in quarterback competitions, and we've seen it here, they have given a guy an edge, right? They've given a guy an opportunity to go win the job. So do they really come in and, and let it be, hey, best? man win and in that situation I tend to lean that Teddy might win it um, is kind of my initial thought before we get into training camp so I think that's going to be really interesting and I do think that there's something to George Payton now being the GM and they're not necessarily being the need for Drew Locke to be the guy anymore right because George Payton didn't draft Drew Locke yep, right. and so I think that will absolutely play into it and uh, and I hope for both guys sake that it is 
a, a fair competition, that they get 50-50 shots, yeah. and, and that they give the best guy the job at the end of the day. If it wasn't fair, whose side would it be slanted to? I think it would be slanted toward Drew's. Okay. Uh, I think that would be – I think they want to make that work. Um, and I think that they – you know, like I said, if, if John were still the GM – then it'd definitely be slanted toward Drew, in my opinion, because right. he's the guy that drafted Drew. So um, I think they want Drew to be the guy. Um, and, and the question is, how do they frame the competition during camp? And we're split on this because yeah. you two, I don't think, agree with that, that they want Drew to be the guy. Correct. I yeah. think Drew being the guy is the best thing for this team outside of Aaron Rodgers. But I do think that that everyone, Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio, and George Payton are all going to lean toward Teddy. Well, think about like this way. Drew, if he's the guy, there are some potential long-term benefits beyond this year mm -hmm. that Vic and Pat Shermer may kind of shrug their shoulders at because Vic and Pat are thinking about this year about trying about you know not only trying to save their jobs but trying to get this team to its first winning season since 2016 first playoffs since 2015 you've got a defense clearly built for the now so there i don't think they're going to be as patient the other thing with, with george payton i think drew teddy whichever one is is the best guy he's fine with but with payton's perspective he's going to he certainly views things through the prism of what he saw from Bridgewater in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And it could be fair. I, I don't want to put a thought in his mind, but it, would it surprise you at all if his thinking was, we were poised to be a Super Bowl team potentially in 2016, coming off of going 11-5, and five, and then Bridgewater got hurt. We're five years removed from the injury. He's as close to fully recovered as you can get. He's had two at least league average years and when he played with the Saints and the and the Panthers with what we've assembled around him can he be back to where he left off before the injury which is the kind of the last time that George Payton really watched Teddy Bridgewater extensively man but the thing with that though is Mace and, and I totally understand your point but we've just got to know who Teddy is more and the upside is pretty darn limited and so to think that because the broncos have a great team potentially with the defense all the weapons they have to think that a super bowl team with teddy that uh, that seems like a stretch well the thing is though is it a stretch yes yeah. but as far as at least getting this franchise back on its feet yeah getting to the playoffs and you've you have excellent receiving talent i mean you've got if assuming judy cuts the drops judy Cortland sutton Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, or Javante Williams coming out of the backfield. Tim Patrick catches almost everything. KJ Hamler has speed. If you're the quarterback, you have to you understand they can't cover everybody. It's simply throw. It's simply saying, okay, who's open? Throw to the open guy and trust that that guy is going to make a play and be able to do some things after the catch. And so, if it comes down to the quarterback just being the decision maker, as far as Throw to the open guy, no matter who it is, that might lend itself to Teddy. So I I, I lean towards uh, Michael's side here in the sense of I think the Broncos understand the benefits that come with Drew Locke figuring it out and mm -hmm. becoming a good quarterback. But there is that side of me that's just watching George Payton's actions this offseason. And I think those actions say he certainly isn't confident that Drew Locke yeah. – 
is going to do that. I think he knows that if it happens, that's the best thing for the Broncos. Right. Um, but I think he's also saying, and, and this is kind of where I am, I believe in Drew Locke. I think he has whatever it takes um, to get to, you know, if he can put it all together, I think he has what it takes to be a good NFL quarterback. But I'm now at the point where I'm saying that's a really risky bet for the Broncos. They are they're making a risky bet by saying Drew Locke is going to be that guy because we don't have enough evidence with a solid sample size at this point to say that's going to happen in more, you know, for lack of a better term, in more simulations than it won't happen. Well, and also with George Payton, we talked about it yesterday, guys, and that's what has he done this year with his moves? They've all been safe. Every single move has been safe. Teddy, at least right now, is the safe option. Maybe Drew proves in training camp that he mm-hmm. can be the safe option, but just following what George has done, that would also lend it to Teddy, I think. I do think Drew has has to make a big step forward, too, right? Like, it can't right. just be right. Drew got a little bit better because right. if Drew got a little bit better, I think Teddy's still the guy, right? I think Teddy can win the competition outright. Um, and so I think the onus is on Drew to prove that you got a lot better right. than, than where you ended last season. This just came to me. What did you think of Michael Malone saying, Michael, not Mike? <laughs> I'm a Michael guy, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> and, and poor Cassidy, uh, yeah. right? Like yeah. on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think, awkward. you know, Michael Malone apologized for that. Um, but I, I prefer Michael. And, and Michael has made it known that he prefers Michael as well. And so I get that. And, and in the heat of the moment, he, he made sure to correct her real quick. Um, if they're up by 10, I don't think he says anything. No, no, no. He no, was yeah. ESPN, to be fair, like there, there have been other ESPN talent that have called him Mike in yeah, the past. Yeah. And I'm always like, huh, he made a deal when he got here that he preferred Michael over Mike. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially when people are coming up, you're um, – like I've had this happen with other on-air talent that I've worked with. They've called me Mike and I haven't corrected them, but Mm -hmm. somebody else has corrected them. And then they've come to me and said, Hey, Oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, it's cool. I prefer Michael, but I'm not going to correct you like that. Um, but yeah, when he did that, I was like, Oh, snap!" (laughs) and then somebody the other day still called him Mike in one of the press conferences. And you could see his face was like, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go here right now. Right. So he just like, let it go. He took the high road. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer Michael over Mike, so I get where he was coming from. You got to you got to take that little soundbite and make it your ringtone, so that, or like your playback, so when people are calling you, they know to yes, say hi, yes, Michael. Yeah, uh, I think it's Popovich calls him Mikey. Yeah, oh. he did. That he's one really time, right? he's really pushing. The he bounce. might be the only one who can get away with <laughs> exactly. that. Now. That's the thing. Exactly. I don't know if Malone's gonna step in and say something to Pop. <laughs> All right, let's get to some more hair here. Let's see what curveball. Oh, that's Roger. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Raj and uh, Roger. What do you, he, he obviously led the draft. Uh, what do you think of the Broncos draft? <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> wow, Zach. I was wondering where we were going with that. So was I. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think. Um, you know, uh, props to Nostradamus over here for calling the first round cornerback pick. What was I, that like in April? When Decem- you that December. Out? December. I didn't. I, I, I fa- someone sent this to me, and, I'm, and it was from a tweet from December after AJ Boye got suspended. And I said, "Okay, you have AJ Boye, Jarrell Casey, no guaranteed money. It's twenty-five million. You lop off the cap, use that to re-sign Justin Simmons and Shelby Harris, and then draft a cornerback in round one." Yeah, <laughs> and then that? I saw you kind of got into it with someone in the responses. What I didn't even understand what they were saying to you. Uh, someone said TBU, true but useless. 
And he oh, said see, that a lot. And, and my response was, was no. well, IDGAF. <laughs> and that guy just lost it. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, th- that guy hasn't really been very nice to me over the years. Yeah. Chief, Chiefs fan. So, you know. Ex- that's what I, mean, I yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Uh, anyway, going back to you, I never yeah, knew that. No, I never oh. I, I, well, he's, he, it had been brought up to me before, and so I look. I'm like, okay, TBU. What does that mean? So I looked it up. True, but useless. I'm, oh, okay, that makes sense. I said uh, right after the Broncos last game, I said I predict that they trade back and draft Sertan. So yeah. almost, All right. almost, almost. Right. Uh, but I like the draft overall. Yeah. I thought they addressed some needs. Um, you know, I thought they mm. needed some depth in the secondary. They got that in the later rounds. I like the Javante Williams pick and, and trading up for him. Um, I like the Sertan pick because he's going to be your starting corner for, I think, the next five years, right? Yeah, at at least. least. At least, if not more. <laughs> um, and so I think that what, what George Payton did, and it seems silly, but sometimes you just don't reach, right? And mm-hmm. that ends up being a really good draft. And he didn't reach. There wasn't anything that I looked and I was like, Oh, really? You know, and mm. that to me mm-hmm. was a really, really solid draft plan, especially in his first year. So I liked it. Where do you stand on the whole safest pick in the draft debate? Because there's a lot of people, I guess, upset that the, he went safe. I don't know. And my argument to that is always how many times does the sexy pick work out? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think the safe pick ends up being the best pick more often than not. And so, yeah, sure. Would it have been great? for the storylines and for the podcasts and for the clicks. Mm-hmm. If he had traded up and drafted a quarterback, yes, yes yep. absolutely. <laughs> but how many times does that actually work out? And how many times have we seen first round quarterback bus? And so I, I like what he did and I, and I don't have a problem with the safe thing. I mean, I the, cor- the quarterback is 50-50 at that range in the draft. Mm-hmm. So a corner like Sertan, probably 85-15 realistically. And even if he's has floor, he's still pro- a good starting cornerback too. And may, one of the things that I've been thinking about with this is how if you're George Payton, you have a six-year contract, maybe even though we talk about the talent on this roster and it's there, but maybe he thinks there's a little more building that needs to be done. And in that case, you say, all right, I've got to build. If it's a guy at a relatively premium position, I'm going to get a good football player here that is safe and I know is going to be a reliable starter. And, and what he did throughout the course of the draft was put the Denver Broncos in a better position to win moving forward yeah. for the next four to five years. And I think that's what that's what's important. In the what bugs me about the whole thing is that the same people crushing him for taking the safe pick are the same people who would be crushing him even harder if he drafted a bust. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. It, it's very true. Now, the thing with the safe pick, that's fine to make safe moves here and there. If you're only going to make safe right. moves, that's where you get in mm-hmm. trouble. Pick because your then, spots. Because then you're never going to find a quarterback right. if, if you're going to be safe outside of potentially Aaron Rodgers because I think even yes. trading a lot, that is still pretty safe. But you're if you never are willing to take a risk, then you're going to do what the Broncos have done at quarterback the past five years. And I think you could make sure. the point that he is taking a risk by letting Drew Locke get another year, right? I mean, that's somewhat risky. And, and by – Kind of going all in, not not all in, but but by pushing the chips in a little bit and saying, okay, we're going to go with Drew or Teddy and see where that gets us. That's a bit of a risk. Yeah, it is. But he's also got a hedge that he trusts. Yeah, I mean, at least with with I think Bridge, it's a smart risk. with Bridgewater, at least the one thing you can say for him is, all right, has he been spectacular? No. Has he done enough to help a team win a division by being steady, Teddy? Yes. I mean, really. I wonder if the conversation is different if Blair Walsh hits that kick back in the uh, Viking Seahawk game in January of 2016 because Bridgewater did lead that team down the field in the two-minute drill mm-hmm. against the Legion of Boom. 
Yep. I mean, that's but this that, kind of that is a, a significant thing. Referencing that reminds me of like when Joe Flacco got here and everyone was yeah. referencing that he won a Super Bowl and it was like, okay, well that happened right well, five six years ago. Right. Um, how much is that really worth now when we have plenty of evidence since then that he's not that guy anymore? But at least Teddy has play has in his overall efficiency improved his game since then, whereas Flacco stalled and was declining. Well, so right. here, here's a probably a, a better place to point to for Teddy's sake is putting up over 30 points in Kansas City last year and mm-hmm. going toe-to-toe with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. That's something that, that, that is recent. Definitely. Yeah. Do you worry about Teddy's accuracy, Mace? I, I worry about – I don't worry about his accuracy. I worry about him in the red zone being able to thread the needle. Okay. That's what I worry about, and that's what, and it's that it's that area of the field where it's compressed, and you've got to be able to, to zip it in there, and that's where he struggles is in the is in the red zone. I, and Drew has that zip. I wish yeah. we had some evidence to say that Drew's good in the red zone because of his zip. But they couldn't yeah. get across uh, the fifty, let alone yeah. inside right. the twenty. Yeah. We, you know, I can't say like, yeah, remember? I mean, you go back to the Houston game two years ago like he had that throw to Noah Fant that yeah. was like amazing you know he really threaded it but like try to think of a throw last did, year where it's did like, he oh. throw the ball to Okwebenam in the back of the end zone yep he did yes he did that yeah. was a great yep. throw yeah. yep that yeah I mean unfortunately the one that stands out is when he threw the dart into the end zone and it was a laser against Oakland and it was picked I mean just just because it's strong <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah. mean that it's always going to be yeah, the best for sure for sure all right we I think we more? got one more okay. one and I have no idea if this is going to be easy or tough it's Julio. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Close. That's Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Impressive. The wow. suit. The suit kind of gave it away. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, shoulders. I mean. What do you think of the whole situation that unfolded this week? I think it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's a bad look on Shannon's part that, yeah. that you don't say hey, we're live on TV, right? And Shannon's been doing this long enough to where he should have known that. And and I I think it's Jenny Taft in the background. You can hear her saying, does he know know we're live? (laughs) And and some of that's on skip too. Like, hey, you got to tell him as soon as he answers the phone, hey, we're live on TV because that's a really unfortunate spot for for Julio to be in. I don't think that he knew, you know, I've seen some people say like, oh, what was it a setup? That's not Julio's type, right? No. Um, I, I don't think that was the case. And so that part of it was unfortunate. Now, the other side of that was you got some really raw reaction and you really found out how Julio feels. Uh, but the way that it was done was was very unfortunate from, from Julio's perspective. I love having Michael's uh, perspective on this yeah. because you work in TV. Yeah. And I think that if you had said... I think it was all planned. Then it would have changed my uh, opinion on it a little bit. I Mm -hmm. really don't think it was. I don't think Julio would have played along with that. They're like, hey, so we're going to call you, and then you're going to dunk on the Cowboys. (laughs) Like Like other guys might have, right? You know, I mean, there are certain dudes who aren't afraid to say how they really feel, who come out and have these really gregarious personalities and don't care what they say. Julio's not that type. He's very, Mm -hmm. very constructed in what he says and how he goes about his business. And so um, that part of it was was really unfortunate. I I mean, at least the best part of it is that Cowboys fans are just in shame. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Julio wasn't wrong, though. No, you're right. What have they done in the last 25 years? (laughs) No. So, Michael, what do you think about Julio to the Broncos? Is that something they should do? No, no, I don't. Look, if, Mm -hmm. if he were a free agent and he wanted to come here on 
you know, a, a veteran salary and, hey, we'll give you, you know, a little bit to come in and, and lead our wide receiver room, okay. You, I don't want to give up a first-round pick for who is and take on that contract. Right. He's a great player. There's no doubt about that. There is some injury concern there, and I think that that's very legit. Uh, but, no, I don't think that Julio's a good fit for the Broncos. Where do you think he ends up? That's a really good question, Mace. Um, Thank you. I, I would love to see him. I would love to see him in Tennessee. You know, I love what AJ Brown's doing yeah. and trying to get oh. in there. Um, but the other part of that, and I feel like this gets lost in the Aaron Rodgers thing. It's not just up to Julio, right? Like the the Falcons have to play along here too. And AJ Brown's like, hey man, come to come to Tennessee. We'd love to have you here. Right. Well, if it were just up to Julio and he were a free agent, maybe. But the Titans and the Falcons would have to work something out there. I think people forget about that. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, why wouldn't he just sign in Denver? Well, because he didn't have the ability to just yeah. sign in Denver, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I don't think he's back with the Falcons. I don't think there's any way now. The Titans no. would be crazy. Yeah. Because you, you start looking at that offense, Tannehill, Brown, Julio, Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. How do you stop that? But the thing is, you look at that defense, and it's, how can they stop anybody? Yeah, the yeah. Ti- the Titans, if they got Julio, would be you know kind of that NBA league pass mm-hmm. team. You'd be watching. You'd want to watch them if your team wasn't playing every week because they're they would they would play these thirty eight thirty five games week after take week. take the over. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Are you gonna stick around for the uh, yeah, second segment? Yeah, hey, awesome! Yeah, we are going Love to. Uh, dr- we're gonna see who can be- draft the best team of current Broncos here in a second. Uh, but before we do that, it's Friday, which means it's a Breck Brew Friday. Uh, I'm actually getting out for a little nine holes after work today. You know I'm going to bring some good company hard seltzers out there. Um, don't tell the course. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you got to get in on these. I am obsessed with the lemonades. Um, I told you the other day, I've decided you take the lemonade seltzer, you throw it on ice, nothing better. Can't beat it. It is the ultimate summer drink. Um, if you're you know feeling real crazy, you could throw a little floater on there on top. Uh, but these Breck Brew hard seltzers are awesome. And, of course, we know the beers are amazing. Um, I think we crushed two kegs yesterday uh, at, at the DNVR bar. I, I love the look on the face. Like, they just pull it and nothing comes. And they're like, oh, we got to do another one. Uh, but you got to get in on these Breck Brews. Uh, whatever your favorite style of beer is, I guarantee if you try the Breck Brew version of it, you're going to love it. You know what else was flowing last night at the DNVR bar? It was the member beers. The big (laughs) beers were flowing last night for the game. And, man, the place was popping again. It was so much fun. And, of course, when you're here, get a member beer. If you're one of our members, you get 22-ounce beer for the the price of a 16-ounce beer. And that's just one of the perks of becoming a member and joining our family over at DNVR. Of course, you get to read all of our content, and there's really no better time to get in on all of our content than playoffs for Avs, Nuggets, maybe Aaron Rodgers stuff coming. And we've also, you get a free shirt when you sign up for an annual membership. The shirts are just the best. So many people were wearing them last night. And that that just scratches the surface of what you get, and you get to support us. And we really, really appreciate that. So make sure to go to thednvr.com and join our family. You know, a lot of people were smiling at last night, I imagine. <laughs> I saw the pictures. So if you want to have your smile in tip-top shape, you got to check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, uh, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. A lot of members of the DMVR family have made them their their permanent family dentist, and they've been a great partner of ours over the years. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they're big-time Colorado sports fans, so they're going to kind of see the world in much the same way you see the world, and they're going to treat you like family. We talk about the DMVR family. You're part of the Green Mountain family. 
first of all, they're gonna send you a card when you become a new patient. They're gonna call and check up on you after surgery as our sales director, Lindsay, found out. The other thing is, if you schedule cleaning and x-ray, you're gonna get a free Sonicare toothbrush and that is not any kind of throwaway freebie. I use the Sonicare toothbrush and the thing I love about it is it will promote good brushing habits because you should brush your teeth for two minutes every time, right? Uh, it does the little... The little so blink, yeah. for each quarter of the mouth, 30 seconds, <laughs> you're brushing, beep, then you go to another quarter, yeah, beep, and great. then on and on. <laughs> so if you don't, if you tend to kind of skimp on how much time you brush your teeth, if you go to Green Mountain Dental and get that free Sonicare toothbrush, you won't do that anymore. They're 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they always want you to know that the first step to good health is by taking care of your mouth, and there's no better place to do that in Green, than Green Mountain Dental Group in Lakewood. Love it. That's that's an important lesson for me. <laughs> we get lots of those on this show. It's I, very I don't true. know about that. I mean, a lot of what I say is <laughs> shall just we crap. enter the great 2021 <laughs> Broncos draft? So here's Let's what do we're it. doing here. We're not putting together the best team because one of us would not have a quarterback and someone else would have oh. Brett Rippon. So it's just about getting the best players mm -hmm. on this team together. So well, can you still draft quarterbacks? Of course, but okay. but there shouldn't really be a quarterback premium put unless yeah. you want to. And like you are can. we building like a legit team? Like do I need to start on the inside and No, uh, your goal is right. to best draft players. the okay. team that People will like the most. Okay. <laughs> right. No, yeah, and, cool. no salary cap. And we're doing uh, five picks, I think. Oh, we are doing yeah. five. Oh, yeah, we're going, we're going Ooh. five Ooh. deep. That's gonna. Be um, I love. I love the uh, pick the avatar for Shout out to Do we? he went in on that one. That's great. <laughs> So we, uh, we we do snake draft style, okay. and I think we should let our guests choose what pick he wants. Oh, going number one overall. Oh, huh? there you want one? You want one? You, you, one? you get no, one. No, no, actually, you get I'm gonna eight. go four. I'm gonna go four. four. Okay, right. he's having the okay. back to back. So is Mace going one then? I guess I'm going. We'll just go in the order right. that it's on there. Okay. All right. All right. Number one, man. Ooh. I was thinking like. This is, is it a tough. bad thing that it's not a, it's not like a drop dead guarantee this is, this is your first pick? This is kind of this is the Eric Fisher year. Right, right. <laughs> it means you don't have it. a quarterback. Certainly. Um, yeah. and then outside of that, I think it's good. Oh, okay. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I, I feel like you like who you know, we always do these like graphics and stuff with like the the four superstars of Denver and the one that you like always just go to is Vaughn because he's a, mm -hmm. he's a Super Bowl 50 MVP, but he hasn't done anything in a couple of years now. Yeah. So it's like, who is the Broncos superstar? Yeah, I think I think my first pick. I I, I know what mine yeah. would have been. Yeah. Okay. I, and then if we're just going by kind of popularity, best best player, got to go with a guy who's been All Pro, Pro Bowler recently, yeah. and the guy who just got the biggest contract. For safety mm. in the NFL, and that's Justin fair. Simmons. That's where fair. I was going. Yeah. Good pick, fair. Mace. Good pick. <clears throat> yeah, that safe pick. I was gonna. There's go nothing wrong else. with safe, <gasps> but that's was, a safe. I can't can't reveal it. He was gonna go somewhere there's, else. There's huh? still someone yeah. on. I thought Simmons was the yeah. most obvious. That makes pick. sense. Yeah, he's the you know he's got the combination of being young and awesome. Yep. Um, yep. And, and he got a pick yesterday. The, yeah, he did get a pick yesterday. And, and then all <laughs> the nope, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about no, it. No, I'm just saying. All the I was pointing out what happened. All the sleuths on Twitter did the freeze frame. That's why. Oh my Mysterious god! This is, this is where we've come to.
I, Raleigh, I actually what else think are we going to do? I think it's very impressive that people uh, were able to... The, I watched it. I was like, oh, I wonder who that was from. Moved <laughs> on. And uh, some people, some good investigative work is what I would say. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah. thing is, the Broncos, the they, they cut that specifically they so you couldn't were, yeah, see yeah, yeah. who threw it. Yeah. So they thought they had it. Well, but then I love the, the reaction on Twitter wasn't, wow, Justin Simmons is going to have a great year. Right. It was, oh, right. man, who's the quarterback yeah. that threw that one? It, but that's, that's where people are conditioned. But it, it, yeah. Why can't it be... That an all pro made yeah. a great play, yeah. made a great break on the ball and picked it off. I don't know. It's yeah. funny, though. <laughs> uh, all right. I am going merely off of popularity here, uh, trying to boost my my uh, standing with the fans when we put the poll out afterwards. I'm taking Von Miller. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick right there. I'm going to uh, I think my first overall pick. I think he's going to last to the second round. Oh, so I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice on that one. Um, But I'm going to go. People love Cortland Sutton. So I'm I'm going to go Cortland Sutton right there. Cortland was going to be my pick. So now I'm like pulling up the roster. (laughs) (laughs) So are you like Jerry Jones now upset? Yeah, right. The wide receiver that I was taking right in front of me. Oh, man. Um, Don't worry. I have I have my draft board right here. I, I came prepared, so I you can yeah, absolutely see, I didn't even know we were doing the draft today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know, I'm already yeah. behind yeah, here. You guys are prepared. We're just kind of winging off top of our heads over here. <laughs> All right. Let me see. I think um, you got back-to-back picks here. I got back-to-back yep. picks yep. here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so – I no think you pressure. made the right choice. Yeah, I think I can I, probably – I, I agree. There's a lot of de- like you go back to back. You're gonna get yeah. two really, two really. Especially solid like guys. you said, there wasn't a clear, obvious one. I right. think I know who you're gonna take. Yeah, um, good because I get to pick before you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, this is this is a little bit off the board, Uh-oh. but since we're going kind of fan favorites, I'm gonna go a, a guy that everybody can root for. A guy who has had some trials and some tribulations, mm. who has made it through. Give me Shelby Harris. Oh, as my, like my first really round good. pick. Yeah. Yeah. I actually Big thought when you were saying his yeah. made it through thing, I thought you were going Garrett Bowles there. I thought about oh, Garrett Bowles. Yeah. I thought about Garrett Bowles. Um, and then, and then for my first pick in the uh, second round. I'm well, don't forget, feel- Shelby's a podcast guy now too. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget. And I tell you what, he's really gracious with his time, too. And you guys know, like, having covered him, he's always really gracious with his time. Uh, The other guy I'm going to go, I'm going to go Noah Fant. That's my uh, my first pick in the second round. I was hoping that Noah would fall. That's my guy. Man. Vaughn and I agree on Noah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is is my first overall pick, who I would have gone. Can I guess first? Yep. Wait, I I don't want to. No, guess, guess. No, I'm not (laughs) going to. I'll just tell you if I was right. Patrick Sertan, the second. Give me the guy that's never played a snap, (laughs) but, uh, you know, top 10 pick. I knew you were going that way. (laughs) Mr. Alabama. A reach? No, no. I think you're smart um, because the unknown is is the strongest thing. Like, everyone loves Patrick Sertan because no one's seen him play yet. Right, yep. (laughs) He hasn't had a chance to do anything wrong. Now, this guy has had a chance to do something wrong, and he's done a few things wrong, but... I personally think he, I was going to say might be. I think he is the most talented player on the Broncos. Oh. Jerry Ooh. Judy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Great, great pick there. I agree with that assessment. Yeah. yeah. To get him, uh, what, seventh? Pretty yeah. good. I mean, I know people freak out over the drops, and that might hurt me in the in the polls, but I, like, I, I'm still so bullish on his ability. Yeah. And, 
And I really believe that if Aaron Rodgers becomes the quarterback here, he's going to explode. Okay. All pro, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. you know, like just off the charts, 1,500 receiving yards, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, you see what Devontae Adams has done. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams is good. I don't think he's a top three receiver. Okay. You're going to get pushback on that. Okay. Okay. You're get so, on but that. what happens when he leaves? Uh, Green Bay, though, or if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's that, what, we'll that's find what out. I'm saying. What would that do for Jerry Judy? Right. Like Devontae mm-hmm. Adams had a huge jump. How big of a jump would it be? Yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of that's like, the thing. I had a take like that, and I got mm-hmm. crushed for it. And I learned a little bit. I okay. think he is really, really good. Oh, I think he's really good. I just, I don't. I think, think he's, he's actually elite. You do without Aaron okay. Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess we'll find out, maybe. With all respect to the receivers the Broncos have now, he would be wide receiver one if he were Easy. There. I think so, too. I yeah. think easy. That's, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe not in a couple years. Right. Because but right I, now, I today. Yeah. Today. Yes. Right. I, but I think I kind of agree with you. It would be Jerry Judy. Oh, today. who's going to be wide receiver one in a couple years? Jerry or Coylan? Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might even be this year. It, I, it will be, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, especially just how Cortland comes back and yeah. all that stuff. How Jerry's ability to, to get open, man. That, Second to none. I mean, I don't want to take too much from seven on seven, but that was the thing that jumped out watching him on Monday. He was making people look bad. He's uncoverable. Out, exactly. He just has routes. to catch the ball. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. There's a reason uh, Drew threw to him like seven times, or like 12 times in the game that he had, what, five, six drops? Yep. Because he he's open, open, you got <laughs> to go there. So, all right. I'm actually a little bit surprised that these two picks have dropped. Um, Garrett Bowles, Bradley Chubb. Oh, oh wow. Bradley Chubb. Good one. So did you go technically Garrett Bowles before Bradley Chubb? Yes. All pro last year. Wow. Oh, great. Now I'm back on the clock. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and, and then Chubb, you know, he's got the fifth-year option. Uh, you do want to see him kind of take the next step forward this year. And, uh, and so there's still that kind of untapped potential, and uh, if he can if he can tap into that, then you've got a significant part of your long-term planning set with him on the edge. Hmm, some really good options here. Do I go young? Do I go older? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try to take a page out of Zach's book here with the uh, the power of the unknown and, and go oh. with a guy that I actually think. Is yeah. going to be RB one by the end of the year. Gosh, Javante Williams. Mm, yep, yep. That's, that's a, a that's a good that's one. A good pick. That's a really good one. And I'm going to go with a, a Pro Bowler. Unfortunately, he wasn't here at OTAs this week, but uh, I'm going to go Kyle Fuller uh, uh, with this one. And man, if he's back to uh, Vic Fangio of 2018 working in his defense, then I think I got a steal here. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we talk about this uh, this secondary and so much praise for the whole thing. It went Simmons and then Sertan and Fuller's the third one. He, you know, he might be the most, or arguably, he's definitely the most accomplished corner in the group. Right. Yeah. Um, but no one, maybe he's getting underplayed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I also think this draft speaks to where Patrick Sertan is going to be playing this this year. Yeah. Because he is not going to be, you know, a fifth, sixth. Vic's right. trying to make him earn it, and it's. I think everyone <laughs> can see right through it. Yeah. Whose playing time is he taking though? Everyone's no I mean, one's. I don't know. It's he's gonna he's be not out taking there. Fuller's it's, time. It's gonna be Bryce Callahan, I probably think. Yeah. via injury. No, via we can't trust you to not get injured, so we're putting Patrick Sertan in your mm. place. Mm. So Sam. they're gonna play Sertan on the inside. 
I think so. Man, I just I think Darby is potentially the odd man out, but it's the awkward one because it's uh, he has a contract. Yeah. Is he getting paid the most? Yep. Ten million years. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way. Over the long haul, Fuller has the I believe Fuller has the biggest cap number this year, but I think it's nine and a half. Yeah. Oh, so cap hit, yeah, because yeah. Darby's is they, lower. They deferred a bit of Darby's, but right. basically Darby's going to be here the next two years. And actually that's what another interesting thing to consider is that you know Sertan's here for the long haul, you know Darby's going to be here for the next at least two years because the contract being structured that way, and Callahan and Fuller are the short timers, all, timers. although I would not be surprised, gentlemen, if Fuller does well enough and likes playing here enough yeah. to where he says, I want to come back. I could totally see yeah. that. I, could totally I see also that. think that they are preparing themselves to get creative with how many defensive backs they put on the field. I totally yeah. agree with that. Third too. and ten against the Chiefs. Right. You're gonna. You might see six six DBs out you there. You need them. Yeah. yeah. You know. And that and would I mean, be smart, right? Yeah. And and we've proven we they've proven that they can't really cover a tight end right now. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it too. And I don't know that necessarily one of those guys is going to fill that hole, but I think there's absolutely situations where you're going to see a bunch of DBs on the field. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Sertan lined up on the tight yeah, end on, on Waller and Kelsey. Very, you know, very similar to go back a few years, and I think it was when the Patriots were playing the Saints, and Aqib Tlaib mashed up on mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham, and Graham was torching everybody at that point, and Tlaib shut him down. Well, remember that was yeah. what Aqib said before he retired was Bill called me. Yeah. Bill Belichick said, "Hey, come come strap some tight ends for me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that mm-hmm. was that's the thinking, right? Now, is you take a guy like that and put him on those tight ends and Aqib said he looked at that list and was like, "Oh no, I'm out." See, that, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's such a big ask of a rookie. <laughs> Running stride for stride with a fast guy is one thing. Having to cover Travis Kelsey yeah. and Darren Waller yeah. is a big big ass for a guy who hasn't been in an nfl training program like those guys are going to push him around mm-hmm. so who but, do you ask to do it then i don't know it's, there's a reason why the broncos haven't figured this out for five years yeah it's yeah. really hard yeah I don't know. all right my i'm up back to back i feel like i have no no not really a flashy team but i feel like i've got a lot of substance and uh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to go down that route. Um, I'm going to go with Kareem Jackson. Nice. That, good, that pick. Was good pick. I really yep. like Kareem. He was top of my board. I think that's a really good locker room dude. I feel like he can uh, – and then he can come in and lay the boom, right? Yep. Even if it's on his own teammates sometimes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, then my next pick, I'm still going with substance. I'm going Alexander Johnson. Oh. Um, yeah. this, your team, all those guys, like, remind me of each other in some way. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but – they look like they belong on a team together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and Thank I'm you. Gonna... I think that's a vote for me for the fans. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go a position that uh, I haven't touched yet, and I'm going to go offensive line. Dalton Reisner. Oh, here. Good that's, one. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and no. a fan favorite, so that'll yeah. help too. Yeah. Where do I go now? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I think fits it, would fit in really well on uh, Michael's team here. Just – Solid, um, not crazy flashy. I'm going Tim Patrick. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, That was my pick. (laughs) 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 Oh man! Back to back for Mace to end off his draft. Yeah. And then I gotta go again. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'm still uh, grasping the concept not how it works all right i'm looking (laughs) looking at who at who's out there right now um josie jewel 
<laughs> you know, uh, Calvin Anderson, Caden Stearns. Oh, Calvin. <laughs> All right, this is it's going to be totally uh, not flashy here, but um, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. Oh, okay. I mean, good value. Yeah. yeah, great value. And then a couple of directions that you can go in here that 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 pop to mind. Um, We've stumped him. Look at this. No, this, no, this is, the, the last rounds are always the toughest. I've got, I've got mine, and I really hope you don't take them. Now he's trying to figure out. You know what's what? Yours. What the hell? I'm gonna take Drew Lock. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. this is an interesting How about move. That? You just lost <laughs> half of the audience, but you also <laughs> gained. gained half yeah. of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going Draymond Jones. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yep. I like yep. that. That's a that's a really good one. Man, where do I go here? I I think we've pretty much we're at the end of the list. I think uh, <laughs> I think no talent I think talent has fallen off. I'll go with Flash. I'll go with KJ Hamler. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Just All the, right. the the potential there. Well, yeah. So I list. think he's still really talented. Yeah. Oh, very talented. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, I feel like I need another offensive player. I'm gonna go Quinn Miners. Oh, I was thinking I, about I like it. That's a good Mister Relevant popularity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yes, man, that's good. And I think he fits in well with my locker room. Yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm looking at these teams. Who do we think's gonna win? Well, I mean, they're all kind of incomplete. I mean, I, I've I've got a quarterback, but no offensive line. And but it's all about I just know. who who's the most popular. Yeah. Man, I think Vaughn Vaughn's gonna be tough. Vaughn's gonna be tough to beat, especially as the number two pick. That's that's yep. solid value. Yeah. I mean, I, I oh look at that, my Cortland, guy Samuel B. Sue. Thank Cor- you. Yeah, Cortland and 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 Sertan on the same team is a good one, Zach. I like. Thank yeah. you. Thank uh, you. Oh well, this is. Blast. I just realized I probably ticked between Locke and and Bowles. I probably ticked off half the <laughs> fan base with my picks. But I wonder. So who and Melvin been, Gordon isn't even very popular either. But if you had another pick, who would have been your next pick? Do you have anyone um, in mind? Uh, oh, you just Darby. At his board. Yeah. Look. Yeah, Darby Callahan. Callahan. But yeah. Ca- Callahan is just the injury. I know. And I don't think people no one, trust yeah. him. No one does. Graham Glasgow? No. No, okay. Good thing. <laughs> I almost went him. <laughs> That's a good thing you did. I thought about Kush and Cushenberry. Yeah. I, I didn't I don't know that he uh played well enough to be up there yet. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Was anyone thinking Teddy? No. There's just no sexy I just don't factor think, to him. Like I don't I've maybe heard from like five people total that like really like Teddy Bridgewater. As fans? Yeah. Okay. So the opposite of like teammates. The opposite of players in the <laughs> yeah. NFL, which is literally a hundred percent approval rate <laughs> yeah, on yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. A hundred percent like love rate. Yes, <laughs> it's weird. I've never heard players talk about a guy like they talk about yeah. Teddy Bridgewater after meeting him for one day too. Yeah, well, and just, no, this is guys like in Carolina. Even before, yeah, yeah. I mean, just Orleans, anyone he's played, Minnesota. and it's guys that met him on Monday when we talked yeah. to some guys. Who too, was though. saying that they worked out with him uh, in Florida? Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon was, I mean, just, it's crazy. Everyone loves him. In terms of fans, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's here. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's going to have to do something to win the fans over. And I would say, let's say Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. I don't think he starts winning the fans over unless the Broncos 
beat the Ravens or the Steelers, preferably the Ravens at home. If they're four and zero and Teddy is the starter, I think people will start would start buying it at that. I point. would hope. At oh, that that point. Absolutely. But the problem is the first three games are Giants, Jaguars, Jets, and so whether it's Teddy or Drew, it doesn't. If you're three and zero, there's going to be that. Okay. Uh, you got Baltimore, you got Pittsburgh, and then a little bit after that, you got Cleveland, and then Washington's pass rush. That's where you're going to start learning about who about what that guy can do. Yep, absolutely. All right, Michael Spencer, thank you. That was so awesome. Thank you much guys. For Thanks us. a lot. Hey, man, our this pleasure. Big fans of the podcast, and uh, <laughs> thank you, Kale. Uh, big fan of everything that you guys do at DMVR. So thanks so much for having oh, me. And I want to return that. I think that you guys over at CBS Four are doing a fantastic job of trying to modernize mm -hmm. what you're doing over there. And I think that uh, you guys deserve recognition for that because you're doing some really, really cool stuff. Well, thank you. Ryan Ryan Green is kind of the, the yeah. spearhead <laughs> of all that. And uh, he and Romy, they're just a joy to work with. So thank you. Awesome. Okay. All right, we're going to let you go. And uh, as we do, I'm going to tell the, the good people here about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Um, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We, I was actually talking with a guy downstairs last night. He was he was a big DraftKings guy, so big he was wearing a DraftKings hat. Wow! Yeah, he was all big about a company guy. But he had the same perspective on it as me, which is that if you come into betting on sports thinking you're gonna be a millionaire off of it, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> if you look at this as I'm gonna make it more fun to watch a game, yeah. you're going to have an amazing time, and yep. I think that's the perfect way to look at it. Uh, so make sure you head over to DraftKings and use the code DNVR when you sign up to get a sign up bonus up to one thousand dollars, and and this week, you can bet $5 on any NBA team and get $200 in free bets if you're a new user and you get it right. So pick wisely. Could have gone Nuggets last night. Yeah. Uh, and you can turn 5 into $200. It's a pretty sick deal. Of course, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus comprised of 25x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-47. Hey, off the top of your that head. Love That's it. Yeah. I do that two times a day when it's not <laughs> on this show. All right. And guys, we're only a couple blocks away from our friends over at Solace Meds right now. Of course, Course they got a location just a few blocks away on East Colfax. They've Mike, got you're a location. Allowed to just leave whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, welcome to hear the picture. <laughs> They've got one in Reefridge, one on Broadway, one in Fort Collins, and they are offering some great deals this month. They're offering 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off mile high extractions, 20% off CBN gummies, two for 25 koala and solace bars. And guys, they've got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> They're off the deal. Buy three, get one free in the entire store. That's nothing to laugh about, Ryan. That's a great deal. And on top of it, if you use the code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off plus all of those deals over at Solace Meds. You can head in store or go to their website, solacemeds.com. That's S O A L C E. No. S-O-L-A-C-E <laughs> meds.com and make sure to use that code DNVR20. I just randomly was thinking about that story that I told you. <laughs> that's that's one worth laughing about. Also, I accidentally just called you Mike. That's not that's wow. good. Uh, See, but I just let it go, right? I just, so you should have said, mood, it's Michael and walked off. <laughs> Stormed off. Yep. Also, before we go, I'll tell you about the Colorado XOs. Rugby Town USA is excited to introduce you to their new venture and team, which is the Colorado XOs, who are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track, and they possess the necessary skills to excel at the game 
of rugby. You can learn all about these athletes over at infinityparkatglendale.com. And by placing these former athletes in a full-time rugby training environment, Rugby Town USA in Glendale hopes to expedite their development and get the U.S. national team to have more talent to allow them to compete on the global stage and ultimately win the Rugby World Cup, something that seems like a dream, but uh, uh, maybe someday will be a reality. And our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you on the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast, so go ahead, hit that subscribe button, and you can learn about rugby with his Rugby 101 podcast, get betting advice on Super Rugby, and you know what? If you didn't get the ticket to sporting success that you want from another sport, maybe check out rugby. Mm. Maybe your next ride. Check out the opportunities in Infinity Park to play rugby. You might fall in love with another sport and find that you excel. What's more likely, USA Rugby World Cup or Soccer World Cup? Uh, Probably soccer. Do you think that happens in our lifetimes? How long am I gonna live? How long am I gonna live? You know, I I used to I used to have a dream that by 2034 the U.S. would win the the World Cup in soccer. The a specific dream, but the problem <laughs> only makes is, the dream it's, it's, it's hit a snag with not with not qualifying for Russia 2018, and mm, uh, this the current side right now just looks so languid yeah when i when i watch them i get i, I get no optimism watching languid the is the exact team. word that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i don't i feel like uh i feel like the progress has stalled a little bit u.s soccer needs to be rebuilt yeah at the top u.s soccer as an organization is a nepotistic cronyistic mess Needs to be burned to the ground. Start over. Cronyistic. I've well, been saying like, that for years. I mean, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a different scale, it's like the basketball team, right? Like when the yeah. basketball team had its struggle, they had to go in and revamp that mm-hmm. whole thing and yes. get some people in charge who weren't there and get some yeah. new minds full, and they need to do the same thing with soccer. Yeah. All right, I think we have our uh, our red zone guest here. You're welcome to stick around uh, and watch uh, as who do we have in the red zone today? We have our guy Kelly Tobin, Coach, ah, Tobin, yes, Coach Tobin, joining us today. What's up, Coach? Hold up. Oh, we don't We're have his audio. We, we went too quick. There it is. What's up, Coach? Hey guys, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we, we got, got you. you. What's up? How are y'all doing today? We're doing great. We're doing I, great. Uh, I'm a little nervous, though, going up against a coach and some trivia. So here's how this works, if you haven't seen. Uh, first, he's got to go up against Zach. Mace is going to pro- uh, provide questions, trivia questions from 2015 honor, the post-Peyton Manning era. Uh, if he can beat Zach, he's going to take on me. If he can beat me, he's going to take on Mace. No one will ever beat Mace, but it's funny to watch them lose. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Someday someone will. Anyway. I doubt it. About the 2020 season. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Who led the Broncos in sacks last year? I let uh, Coach go first. Um, Malik Reed. Oh, correct. Oh, Eight sacks right last on. year. Yep, yep. And he was just above Bradley Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, by yeah. a half sack. Yeah, pretty wild. And how how much is he going to see the field this year? Enough. 30%? Yeah. You hope so, but the problem is Vic Fangio doesn't rotate his edges the way that Wade Phillips did. When, when Wade was here, you knew that even if there weren't injuries, that Shaq and Shane Ray were going to get time, but uh, Vic likes to have his 
primary guys out there 90 percent of the snaps yeah all right, so. I guess next one, and now is it? I, Are I won't, you going to try even, this time? I won't, I won't, I won't give, uh, give Coach the uh, first opportunity this time. I'll, right. I'll jump in if I know. All right. The first season post-Payton, 2016, it was the last season of the Broncos as a really elite defense, as it turned out. Who led the Broncos in total tackles that year? Todd Davis. Correct. Oh, that's my quick, guy, though. Quick wow. I knew you knew that. Mr. Yeah. All right. Third question. Oh, that's a big one. This is the Good rubber luck. match. Good luck, coach. Who caught Brock Osweiler's last touchdown pass as a Bronco? Jeff Hireman? Correct. Yes! Oh my god. Yeah. The Colts. That play actually lives in folklore on yeah. this podcast yeah. because Zach and I, that whole season, had been talking about how the longest play of the year was a completion to Virgil Green for, like, 35 yep. yards or something. Yep. And we mm-hmm. talked about it, like, every show. We're like, this offense has no explosion. <laughs> and then finally, it was, what, 75-yard touchdown to Jeff Hireman? I'm not it was, sure. It was it above was in 50. Indy, right? In yeah. Indy on Thursday Indy night Thursday football. Night yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Thank because, goodness we've talked about that or else I would not have yeah. got that. Yeah. Brock played one more game, but he didn't throw a touchdown pass. CJ had a touchdown run there. Shocking. All right. Yeah. You get one question here, unopposed to move on to right. the second round. Mace, you have and an extra. We're all one? pulling for you. All right. We're going to go back to leading tacklers. Who led the Broncos in tackles last season? I'm going to say Alexander Johnson. Correct. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. There go. I would have said Josie. I would have said Josie. I would have got that one. He was wrong. second. Yeah. yeah. All oh, right. man. Love it. You second just round. Now you get to go up against me. Mm. No more right. lifelines, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ryan's going to be tough. Okay. Let me pull up my questions here. All right. What quarterback since Peyton Manning's departure has the best winning percentage? True lock. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. Neither? Nope. Oh, oh, I oh Brett Rippon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, and then that was Trevor. Shady. <laughs> yeah, that was all trick words. Well, yeah, that I was I thought the, the, what was it, five, four and one for Drew in the end? But I then, thought that would boost But then him. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, was, I mean, what were they in his starts last year? Or what do you know what his record okay, is? Okay, well, they, with uh, Driscoll started, you know, they, they lost the game that Driscoll started. They won the game that Ripper. Oh, so that hurts. So it would yeah. be 4-10. Uh, and ten. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I was the, min- the minimum attempts gets you on that. <laughs> right, it does. It does. Or else, yeah, it would have been Trev with a 13-11 and 11 Good record. guess. How about that? Okay. Hmm. What former Heisman nine, so earned the Thanksgiving game MVP award for Ron rushing Bain. for – Wow. Not yeah. even fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that was just mean. Sorry. Wow. That was on the <laughs> I thought this was trivia post Peyton Manning. This, this was yeah. so it starts post Peyton Manning. Oh, just round one. Then round right, and then round two right. is post two thousand. Round three is anytime. Got you. Okay. Mm, okay. Here's an unopposed Una- question. We're giving him a free one because well, I, I jumped the gun there. <laughs> I used to have a problem uh, when I was in school of blurting out the answers in class uh, before, you know, the class got a chance to. So now uh, 
I, I actually got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> was that second grade or something? That or was Hatfield? fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yep. Oh, you were older. Some scars okay. there. Yeah, it, yeah that, was, that was cut deep. Now I feel bad. So Co- we're gonna give Coach probably look. wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't have liked that attitude. Wow. Okay, so here's – and this is the one, if he gets it, he just moves on. He moves yeah, he moves on. You. Wow. Okay. Um, right. okay, which Bronco abruptly retired halfway through the season only to sign with the Chiefs a few weeks later? I know this one. <laughs> so we're going back like 15 years, I think. Maybe more. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough see, they're a receiver, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Give you that hint. <sighs> What's another hint that we have for him? Um, they used to chant his name in the stands, but for someone else, right? Yeah. Oh, his first name. Yes, his first name. Yeah. Okay. I like that hint. Uh, I can see him. I just don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember this. Yep. He's very forgettable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he, Broncos fans. Uh, <clears throat> um, I know I don't know it. I'm just going to throw a name out there. Uh, I, I I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Kennison. Yeah, Eddie Kennison. Kennison. Gosh, that was a that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. But I mean, if you're gonna face Mace, you gotta you gotta hit some tough yeah, ones. You gotta, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the fans called him Eddie Quitterson. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst joke. To me in sports when you try to change someone's name like to that LeBum James <laughs> it just sounds so you make you end up making sounding way dumb. I don't know right. Quitterson was actually pretty good that Brent Alright well it was a Case great Keesum. effort Yeah well that's that's actually a good one <laughs> That wasn't Sorry. the fans that changed No it. Uh, good effort coach we appreciate having you on way to make it to the second round Thank you, guys. Good to see you, guys. Thanks for playing with us. Thanks for playing. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. As always, we finish by me just giving Mace the questions I was going to ask against him. Oh, let's have Michael go up Oh, no, him. no, no. We don't need these that. are the hardest. <laughs> I had a really good time. Ryan told me I could leave. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> Thank you. You've been great. These are the hardest in history. Oh, I if you know it, they'll blurt oh. it out. I'm going to be mad if Mace gets all three of these. All right. That. Greek notably has been the Broncos or had been the Broncos trainer for what 40 years? Yeah. Who's the Broncos trainer before him? Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have no one. clue. Good, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, this has to be too hard. Uh, a guy by the name of Alan Hurst. Okay. Oh. All right. right. Now we're going into the strike shortened season. Okay. Which one? 82 87. or 87? Okay. There's three games that season played by replacement players during okay. the strike. Yeah. Who's the Broncos quarterback, the replacement quarterback? Replacement quarterback. <laughs> uh, Ken Karcher? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. It wouldn't have got that. Okay. And in these three games started by Ken Karcher, <laughs> what, were the, what was the Broncos record? Two and one. 
<laughs> Two and one against those questions. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you stumped him once, though. I'm a little disappointed you didn't know who the trainer was. I'm not. Gonna I, I'm lie. actually just yeah. because actually because I've kind of gone through media guides over the years. I'm like, oh yeah, now I've seen that name, and I couldn't remember it. I blanked. So Alan Hurst. I won't know. Yeah, now you'll never forget. You won't forget that one. I won't forget Alan Hurst. <laughs> yes. I won't either. Yes, Steve, That's my favorite yeah. part about coming yeah. up with these trivia questions. Now I know a bunch of yeah. useless yeah. Broncos it's things. It's true. You'll be good in trivia. Yeah. What is Maybe. Yeah. Maybe what we do, like, you know how they have trivia games at bars? Maybe we can have, like, a, a Denver sports trivia game here at the DMVR bar. Oh, it has that been goes, discussed. Yes, yep. for sure. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna definitely have trivia at some point here in the bar. Um, obviously on off nights, that'll just you know that'll be super fun. Maybe yeah, you, you can't recycle some of these. I think yeah. I, no, I, I think I'd be writing the questions. Yeah, you yeah. can host. Uh, yeah. but wow. I think you write would write questions too hard. Yeah. Like one time I went to uh, trivia at this place yeah. and I didn't know any of the answers to the questions and I had a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like. Really like deep cut like Harry Potter questions and just like See, I, try, I tried to dial it back today. Like I realized I thought yeah. I thought the questions I asked last week were too tough, mm, and so I yeah. tried to dial them to okay. They're not obvious, but you can an educated guess is going to probably get it mm. right. Yeah, right for sure. Like if you like if you really think about 2016 <clears throat> leading tackle or like well, Trevathan had left. Marshall was kind of hurt. The process of elimination would probably have left you with. Todd Davis or TJ Ward, 50-50. Yep, for sure. Well, Michael Spencer, now awesome. officially the first ever yes. guest on this show to stay the whole I time. I feel like, have I overstayed my welcome? <laughs> no, no, no. no come, you set a, you set a new precedent. You're going to come on set. You, uh, you got to stay the whole time now. That's, yeah. Those are the new rules. I love it. This has been a blast. Yeah. Well, thank thanks, you guys my man. For having it's, me. It's good, it's good seeing you. I mean, obviously, the last... One of the things we've lost the last year or so is kind of all getting together in person at games, practice, and so forth. So it's really good to bit by bit start seeing everybody. Yeah, again. that's what I told nice. Zach when he walked yeah. up. I saw Ryan a couple weeks yeah. ago when I was here mm. for a game. Yeah. And Zach walked up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's great <laughs> seeing you guys in the flesh. I agree. So. This is my favorite part about this new in-studio thing is we get to actually, like, hang out with yeah. our media yeah. friends. Yeah. 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 Um, so this has been awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course. Before we get out of here, one last shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group. You heard about it earlier. Mace gave you that important lesson on how you should brush your teeth. One one quarter, what is it? Thirty seconds per 30 quarter. Thirty seconds of your mouth. per quarter of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> really great. But stuff. Sonicare will tell you how to do it. Makes it easy. <laughs> they do make it easy. And if you go down to Green Mountain Dental and schedule that cleaning X-ray and exam, they'll hook you up. And Michael Spencer has been down here at the DNVR bar. So has the whole Green Mountain Dental family. They love hanging out here too. They came here, decked out in AVS gear and like. I don't know about you guys. Those are the people that I want to go support as the, you know, the, the true Denver diehard. So uh, check out Green Mountain Dental Group uh, when you need any dentist work done. They're the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. But for us, that wraps it up. Make sure you hit us with a like on YouTube before you uh, get out of here and maybe a subscribe while you're at it. You can even sign up for alerts. But for today, that wraps it up. We will catch you guys next week on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
last time.